you guys feel about analogies? <laughs> like what? Like how old were you when you first remember like learning about analogies or when you heard your first analogy? Learning huh. or comprehending? Because I don't think I. Or like your first memory of like having an analogy be told or said to you, and you understood it. Maybe not even understanding it, but when you first came to the realization that analogies were a thing. Young, for sure. My my sister, uh, Steph, who's been on the show before, is like kind of notoriously bad, good or notoriously bad at analogies. So I can like I have like distinct memories of being a kid and her making an analogy that just made absolutely no sense. Um, so I feel like I kind of learned about it that way from like them not making sense and then learning what one actually is. But uh, definitely super young. Yeah. I feel like probably so young that I don't even remember. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't understand, like, analogies or sarcasm or anything like that. Like, if it wasn't, like, super direct, it was way over my head. Mm. So, I don't know. I think analogies are really cool. Like, now, at, like, my age in life now, yeah, I love a good analogy. Especially if it's something I've never heard before and it's something really random, but it makes sense. You got one off mm. the top that you could give us? Um, off the dome. Mm. Spit it. I don't know. We got. We got to be. Ah, I can make an analogy for thinking about analogies. It's like, oh, that's it's like. Um, I'm trying. I should have just thought of one instead of saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have one. I'm sorry. I I don't want to keep going. Um, sorry. Like, thinking like of an analogy of is like, um, picking out an ice cream flavor after you've realized that your favorite flavor is not there. Hmm. Is that an analogy? That's isn't that what an analogy is? Yeah, it's valid because it's you're like you're relating something that happened to something else. It wasn't a good one. When I said I was young, I didn't understand it. Still don't understand. Yeah. It. You're still yeah. It's like um, still young. Still don't know. Yeah, still not. I'm not old. So. Yeah. <sighs> what is? I don't know. There, one of my coworkers. He's he's he sort of thinks in analogies, and he's a pretty smart dude. So when he's and he's sort of ramped up when he's explaining things. So the best way I know, at least for me, when we were out in the field talking about something, he used an analogy and it made me understand completely what he was talking about. It is a really good teaching tool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to like reference something you already know. Mm -hmm. Here's relating like a new lesson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's I mean the whole it's like riding a bike. That's an analogy, you know. Right. But CJ. Yeah, come on, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, can you not? Yeah, uh, I'm troubled. No, I I never learned how to ride a bike. Oh. Yeah, fuck oh bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, when people say that, it's like I don't know. You I think I guess, yeah, it gets me a little. It's a little offensive. Aww. I think it would be cool though. <laughs> I said this last time. I I don't want to tell you what to do, but I think it'd be cool if you learned how to ride a bike like now. I just yeah. feel like that'd be such a cool thing. All right, scratch the podcast. Yeah, you yeah. got you got a bike here. You have yeah. I have I have a stationary bike downstairs actually. <laughs> I know how to ride a stationary <laughs> bike. <laughs> we'll just get the motion down yeah. and then the balance will come later. Yeah. Um, shout out Galen Dillon for the stationary bike. Shout um, out. Yeah, shout sarcasm out. though. I heard you say sarcasm. You didn't really understand it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. I know vividly there was this one memory cuz my my older brother, shout out Jacob, he's going to be joining us next week on the pod. Um he would he would sort he would babysit me because he's a good bit older than me, so like, mom and dad would go away. He would sort of, I'd be under his supervision and stuff, and you know we would butt heads and stuff sometimes. But he would always sort of be he was 
and I guess at the time he was in high school. So like high school, he was being sarcastic about stuff and everything like that. When he was in high school, I was in fourth grade, maybe, maybe third grade too. And, um, I don't know how old I was when this happened, but he and I got into an argument and I said something to him being sarcastic, but I said I was being a smart ass and it was like my first time cussing in front of like somebody in my family. (laughs) And I didn't know what I did wrong because I thought I was saying the one thing, but I was saying a smart ass instead of sarcastic. I didn't even, I wasn't even real conscious of this that I was saying it. But then he was like, what did you just say? (laughs) And I was like, I, you say it all the time. I was being a smart ass or, but I meant sarcastic. Sarcastic. Yeah. So common mix up. Yeah. At that time. Did he snitch on you? Probably. No, we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to talk about that next yeah. week. Yeah, we'll have to rehash. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, how you guys so been? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Did you guys get it? Did you guys get into anything this past weekend? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I nap a yeah, lot. Yeah, I didn't. Big I didn't napper. Do it. This is Big a. Napper. This was a pretty low-key week. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm fucking lying. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> stole a car. No, I'm what? No. <laughs> <laughs> you made yourself forget. Uh, so we went to this uh, bar in Charlottesville. I don't really know what it's called. It's in the dairy market. Shout out the dairy market, which is like kind of an indoor, almost like food court vibe. Mm. So there's like a bunch of different restaurants. Um, there's a moo-through in there, and there's a bar in the middle of all of it. So it's like kind of like drinking in a dining hall. Like that's wow. the vibe. Um anyway, really cool bar. Uh pretty cool like spins on drinks and stuff. Anyway, um there was this older guy there who we had never seen before and we go there a little bit, so we kinda know most of the faces. Um turned out he was the owner and also turns out that he could breathe fire. So like <laughs> he would like um get some like super high proof alcohol like I guess it was like 151 or something and he just poured it in a shot glass and then he would just like take the shot keep it in his mouth and then just like blow out with a lighter and it's just like fire it was spit fire yeah it was kind of cool yeah literally spitting fire I think That's I saw so that on cool. yours or Logan's Snapchat probably both that was, that was <laughs> we don't cool. do very many it's exciting things so <laughs> when, when we do it's for a lifetime there. to be honest yeah that's good but yeah shout out that guy shout, I think his name was River shout out River he gave us a free Rip shot River. at the end of the night because he was just cool dude. Huh. You think he's through like the Appalachian Trail? Appalachian Trail? I don't know. You think that's his? His uh, name is River. His, his trail his name. His trail name. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. What would y'all's trail names be? Or mm. do you have a trail name? I don't know if you hiked. <laughs> um, mine would be Lost. Oh. Oh, nice. See, I was I wanted to say something <laughs> funny like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what to say. Uh, what? So if you hike the Appalachian Trail, they you give yourself a name or somebody give you a name? Given. Like by who? Somebody by your personality, I think, or things you do. Like if you run into somebody maybe. I don't know cuz I haven't done it, but I've heard people talk about it and I've seen videos of people sort of making fun of like their own names and stuff. Like somebody's name was mm. Acorn or something like that. It's I feel like it's usually nature related. Yeah, I mean, I'm bad at being outside, so it would probably be something like I don't know, couch. Yeah, or like in some nature way of saying like you don't belong <laughs> you don't belong here <laughs> outsider yeah oh outsider outside you're indoors. insider that could be or no fire. inside outsider 
Keep that. What's yours, Sid? Oh, okay. I got one. All right, so One Republic reference, if anyone's a One Republic fan. (sighs) They call me Stop and Stare. Is that a song? Yeah, that's a One Republic. That's a good good trail name, though. Or vice versa, they would call me One Republic because I stop and stare. Oh, stop it. That's a bar. (laughs) Stop and stare. Because, like, literally when I'm hiking, I feel like I'm constantly, well, if I'm hiking, like, in the spring or summer, I'm just constantly stopping and, like, looking at stuff. It would take me, like, a year to hike the Appalachian, I feel like. Right. Or more than a year. I think, how long does it take if you went at an, I guess, average pace? I don't know. Isn't it, like, 2,000 plus The Appalachian Trail? Yeah, I know I had a coworker. He hiked the entire thing after college. That's cool. Um, I don't know how long it was. He did it in less than a year, maybe like eight eight months or something. That sounds maybe. right. But it's it's a lot of a uh, lot of miles. Yeah, I could never do that. I, I would never. I would not consider. That. Are there like, do they stop at like campgrounds to like shower and stuff, or how's it work? My understanding, because I know somebody else who did it, like it run it'll run through, like little towns and cities and yeah. stuff. Like you know Front I mean? Royal. Like yeah, like Front Royal could be a stop for you on the trail. I guess um, you could get a hotel. And it's from Georgia yeah. to Maine, I believe. I think that's I think that's how long it reaches. So it's crazy. Right. if you wanted to, I'm sure you'd be able to hook that up or you've also have a good chance of like coming across a nice natural creek if you want to take a dip or something. You might yeah. be able to do that bring But I guess so. like this the towns and stuff you'd be able to like get yeah. supply because like you would yeah, run out of food. You would have so to. Yeah, and I think cool that though. that might be somewhere where you could get your name. You know, you go into like a bar or something, you start talking, telling them your oh, story and yeah. stuff, or you just run into other people on the trail. You know, because some people do it by themselves, some people will do it in like little groups or a father son might backpack it or something like that. You know, that's crazy, man. Yeah. It's a good bonding experience or a horrible one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you it would your relationship would be different. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good or bad. Like, <laughs> it would definitely not be the same at the end. Yeah. Of that. Would you rather have a um, like a nice, easygoing relationship that's like sunshine and rainbows, or would you want like something a little more contentious? Not saying a toxic relationship. Wait, what are you saying? Like on the Appalachian Trail, or just in? No, just in general. You know, it could be a could be a relationship with your parents, or um, a relationship with your significant other, or even like a friend. Like, would you want to have a friend who you never sort of butt heads with? about anything friend i mean no definitely not i think that's bad for like expanding the way you like look at things and think about like the world is if you're just sitting with a bunch of people that's literally just an echo chamber you know like if you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people that agree on everything all the time um but i don't know i mean obviously you don't want to be like fighting with your friends so when it comes to significant other like sunshine and rainbows is like what you want right but that's just not reality works so yeah. i feel like it's good to kind of get in arguments because like you know at some point in your life it's gonna happen so like to have some kind of practice in that is probably a good thing yeah i feel like chaos is good with like a self a self-control boundary like as long as you know how to like backtrack and admit that you're wrong about something i don't think like i think it's beneficial like you were talking about like it's a learning experience when you're talking to people who don't have the same opinions as you. So I think it's chaos is good. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of I agree with that sentiment. I think um I just I feel like a sunshine and rainbows isn't really realistic when it comes to being I mean 
especially in like a relationship um, yeah. with a significant other. Because if you, in order to have like a long relationship, you're not going to be the same person you were when you first met that person or when you first began that relationship, right? Yeah. Especially if you're in your teens or your 20s or even in your 30s because you're still, well, maybe maybe in your 30s. It's, like it definitely, it, like, it slows down the yeah. older you get, but. But you're growing, you know what yeah. I mean? You're you're growing yourself and you're growing with somebody else and growing pains are a real thing. And I think that's, um, those kinds of things I think is what makes a relationship. It can, it can make or break a relationship, but I think yeah. the relationship that it makes, those end up being like the strongest ones because you've actually been through some stuff together. And especially if you were able to work through situations where you both came out with a better understanding of each other or you know, something along those lines. Yeah. I feel like it could be beneficial for you guys. Because it's also, I mean, I don't know. You've got to, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know what I'm getting into yeah. now. I mean, I get it. It's kind of hard to, like, say to, like, that, like, some chaos and some, like, arguments are, well, I guess not argument is the best word, but some, like, conversations are good to have when you're not agreeing. But at the same time, you don't want to say, like, that you're not a fan of healthy mm-hmm. like relationships yeah. because it is all perception. Like someone can perceive chaos as unhealthy. Yeah, but I don't know. There's too much perception. <laughs> That's it's a scary. It's very realm. it's very uh, subjective, I guess. Yeah, like what yeah. a healthy relationship is. But I think one that involves a lot of communication and just trying to grow, learn through different scenarios. You know, bars. Yeah, Commu- I mean communication. I think is. Kind of mutual. I feel like that's kind of agreed on on most people that that's probably the most important thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes life is shitty. So like, learning to navigate that kind of shit with uh, your significant other is important. Because like, if you start and think and your life is amazing and everything's amazing, like it's only a matter of time. I mean, that's kind of depressing. But like, yeah. obviously things will get good again. Like it's not just permanent sadness but like shit to sometimes does just hit the fan yeah i feel like that's why shows like love is like love is blind i don't know if you guys have watched that is it's both it's both a good thing and a bad thing that like they're conversing so much at the beginning yeah and they like i think they converse without ta- like seeing each other first is that right yeah okay so i've only seen one season she's trying to act like she hasn't seen it is that is that it's right it's my first time <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bro, I, I, I can tell you i have not ago. seen it <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of shows like that but like some of those relationships like immediately because they've opened up so quickly even about the bad stuff they have like these really healthy relationships and then it goes by vice versa as well yeah, that was just a big power surge. Yeah. Is that safe? I think we're good. It was we're some noise. It might be the, the demo and you might switch. You want um, me to turn it up? We're I got done. it. Yeah, I was going to say, were you sure. watching Love is Blind the other night? Didn't something crazy happen? Did you guys hear yes. about this? So the, the, finale, oh, the finale was supposed to be live on Netflix, which Netflix doesn't do a lot. And um, it ended up being like an hour late. Um, and then it wasn't even live. <laughs> Like they were like Aww. on a delay, it was like that was like a big thing. But yeah, people were like freaking out because, like, it was a really shitty look for Netflix, right? Because Netflix just upped their rates for people. Oh yeah. And then they tried to do like a special live event, and it was fucked up. It was like an hour and fifteen minutes late, I think. I, mean, I heard that's, it was that's an bad, hour. dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad, especially for a show like that. Because I know, I know a lot of people I knew were tuning in because they were pretty upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. 
But yeah, yeah, that show is fucked up. Is like, it like morally, the, like it's so fucked up. Oh is yeah, it like some the of Bachelor? the people, I'm just like screaming. Is it like the Bachelor? Yeah, I don't. I don't I've never I, seen it. I haven't so seen the Bachelor in a while, so I can't like. So they, um, it's like a big group of people, and they 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 kind of like speed date each other, but they're in. They're like, oh, there's a wall between them, so you can't see. Mm. They can't see each other. So the concept is like, can you fall in love with somebody without ever seeing them? But then, like, <laughs> after that, it's fucked up because like the only way you can leave the pods together is is if you get engaged. Yeah. So they like propose to each other through a wall, mm. and then they see each other for the first time, and then it like follows them all the way up to their wedding, which is like in two weeks. So. Yeah, the whole thing is like really fucked up. <laughs> but uh I mean, you see some funny shit on there though. It's some trashy reality TV for sure. I you th- love it. You think <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. You think John Cena's ever found love? Is he not in a is he okay? <laughs> is he in a relationship? You just can't see him. You just can't see him. Oh. Uh, or his significant other? Is that how that is works? Is that not good? Uh by association. I liked it, but I don't know. I don't know if it if it yeah. lands. Yeah, sorry. Uh. Cut. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. was it a joke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. That's all right. That's okay. No, I'm sorry. No, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good dude. Fridays, episode 27. Oh, I get it now. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We got Sydney with us today. Sid Nasty. Sup? Is what I go by. It's my birth name. Sid Nasty. Not trail name. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> One Republic is the trail name. One Republic, that's right. Sid Nasty. Oh. When I came out of the womb, they that Sid, that's nasty. And then it's fire. Yeah. Well, welcome on. We're glad to have you. you. Yeah. Um. Congratulations on the book. Yeah. That's sick. I'm sure we'll ask questions about it throughout, but that's sick. Yeah. You're yeah. a published author. I mean, that's dope as fuck. Yeah. That's really cool. I did it myself, so it's not like as. I don't know, it's that's rewarding in itself, but it's not like you know a big platform anything. So it's just like everybody's going Amazon, please buy my book. Yeah, shout yeah. out. What's the what's the book called? Cambium cracks. And like, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Yes, we'll link it. We'll link yeah, it we sure. will link it. Yeehaw. Um, and then I think you could also you have it in your Instagram. Yeah, it's in my bio. What's your Instagram? Uh, Sydney Sumire. I think there's a dot. There might be a dot in there. Right. I've we had can, a lot we of Instagram. We'll, we'll tag too. your Instagram too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, Fire. congratulations. That's I mean, that's not a small feat. Yeah. I feel like even though you did like do it yourself, like that's so cool as fuck cool. to be a published Y'all author. Are cool. so. Thanks. Respect. Yeah, it's huge. Um, also, it's sick for us because we have a published author on the show. Yeah. So a little selfish, like that's dope <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> so shout out to us cool. too. Did you like? <laughs> I'm gonna ask. You, I'm just gonna start asking questions about the book. Okay. Um, okay. When did you know, like, you were going to put it in a book? Like, was that, like, a kind of a last-minute thought, or were you, like, was there a moment when you were, like, okay, I'm going to write a bunch of poems and put it into a book? Or was it, like, you had all this stuff, and you were, like, this should be a collection? Yeah, no, that that's okay. it. Like, I, I've been writing poems for, like, a long time. Like, I put in my introduction that, like, I didn't call them poems. That sounds kind of cheesy, but, like, they were kind of just, like semi-coping mechanisms for, like, situations or, like, remembering lessons that I had learned. Because um, I have to be, like, really visual and, like, put imagery in there and be like, this is how I learned it, and this is, like, why I learned it. 
But yeah, I mean, I just like this January actually, like life got peak crappy, and I was like, okay, I need to do something that like is reflects who I actually am, because like at that time I'm just like dogging to get a job and like trying to be like a functioning air quote adult. And then I was like, who am I? And then I was like, okay, this can be like if I never write anything else, which is, that's not the plan, then I at least like know that I was 100% myself at one point in my life. Yeah. And like just put that out there for I mean, of course I want people to read it, but it's a constant like reference point for me from now on to be like I went through that. I don't have to repeat the same stuff over and over again. And I feel like I can read some of the poems in like different stages of my life and be like, okay, this still kind of applies. Like right. even parts I didn't like intentionally write to be like applicable to different parts of my life or like I don't know, kind of like umbrella phrases in there. I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's awesome. I'm a fan too. I've, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got a I chance d- to read it recently. Cool, cool. I'm probably, I think I'm like just over a quarter of the way through. Okay. But, <laughs> so I guess to give a brief synopsis for the people listening, it is a it's a book of po- poems or poetry, yeah. right? Gotcha. Yeah. And it's yeah, from what I've seen, you've got it sort of structured in different chapters of your life, right? Yeah, from like childhood, like I think I put the ages like six to twelve as like marking my childhood until like just like through significant parts of my life. So like childhood teenage years so like high school and then uh college and then my time in like the mental health facility and then like life like literally right now because some of the poems that I ended up putting in the book were things because I released it April 1st and some of the poems I had literally written at the beginning of a month beginning of this March so it's like now very present that's really oh sorry sorry no no, you got it I think it's really really cool that you Still had stuff from when you were younger, like yeah, yeah isn't that wild? Like, yeah. I don't, I can't find anything from when yeah. I was younger. So that's, no, that's I just, super. Sick. I started like, I uh, I asked for a journal for my fifteenth birthday, and I just like wrote everything that was going on because I was a pretty quiet kid. Like I was social, but I was pretty like quiet about my personal life. Right. Um, so I just like wrote everything down, and I never reread anything I ever wrote. It was just like an immediate Mm. outlet and then like throw it away from my brain um but when i was in college and like college started to really suck i went back and read through it and was like maybe there's something i can learn from this that'll help me like not feel like such a failure right now and then i came across like three poems at the beginning and i was like bars right like some of this stuff like not to sound conceited but some of the stuff i was just like bars for me because like i can i can learn from that and then I just, like, reached a point in January where it was just, like, there are tons of other people. Like, I always feel, like, selfishly I feel alone through a lot of things. And not, like, intentionally trying to be selfish, but I'm like, oh, my God, the world hates me. And then I was, like, kind of talking to some other people who were miserable at school. And they were like, the world hates me. I was like, what? It's not just a me thing. (laughs) That's insane. So, like, that definitely, like, encouraged me putting my stuff out there. Are you going to do an audio book? Read the poems? Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe like The Rock will read it for me. That that would be sick. I would love that. <laughs> it would have to be one of those visual things. He does that like. 
Oh, yeah. The the eye look. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not on video. He does the eyebrow thing, yeah. guys. Yeah. He does that every once in a while. Just to, like, one of the really deep parts. Yeah. Know? To really drive the, yeah. drive the point <laughs> out. Hammer it down. Yeah, what I was going to say is sort of like how you said you were finding other people who were sort of feeling down like you were. I felt like when I was reading some of the poems in there, I some of them sort of resonated with me, or I felt like oh. I related to in a sense. Um. There was one. I can't remember the name of it. I wrote it down. Me neither. But there was one where (laughs) you were. Well, this is from when you were younger. Okay. And it was the title's unseen, and it was about your dad looking at the sky (gasps) in the car. Oh my god! And it just. Well, first of all, it reminded me of your dad, and it was like it was the poem was like picture perfect. I was like, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, because you've met him, and you just know like. But I feel like that goes for a lot of dads. Yeah. Like a lot of dads don't express their emotions like they right. definitely have it like some kid you know you've seen your dad cry yeah like once probably yeah. and like without him intending to see you mm-hmm. um but yeah i like i really love that poem again i don't mean to sound conceited at all uh, i'm just like i really yeah. i really like that poem mm-hmm. because my dad has changed a lot since then like he's a lot more open about his emotions and like communicating it with my sister and i but like at that point like we like at this house like there's amazing sunsets mm-hmm. every day like perfect view for mm-hmm. it and everything and he just like will look at it or he would look at it and be like not disgusted but like like it's not there like not impressed right. yeah and you're like in your head as a kid you're not you're not being deep about it like right. you're just like okay well dad's upset but at the same time like when you grow up and you start reflecting on that you're like i have moments like that where right. i'm just like life sucks so no no bit of it like no bit of it's like earthly magic is enough but yeah it is <laughs> but, <laughs> but i feel like that poem is cool because like a lot of kids go through um like just that generation of parents in general like i feel like a lot of kids go through that experience of feeling like their parents are never joyful yeah, yeah. that's the unfortunate Reality there. Adulting sure. isn't easy, that's for sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's I know it doesn't get easier when you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So shout out to all the parents out there. Yeah, shout yes. outs to the parents. Let's get them back there. Yeah. <laughs> they're still <laughs> fucking listening. We love our boomers. <laughs> please, we love please, our boomers. You. We love everybody's please parents. Please come back. <laughs> uh, and then Poella Aquam Portot. The title <laughs> I loved because Latin kid. Latin kid. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. That was like a big I don't know if there's any Latin kids out there. I know there's, I'm sure Latin there's kids be. in this room. But um that's like the first sentence we learn. Yeah. And like a sentence we build on. Like as we are learning more in Latin, like going through the levels, like you learn more endings, like conjugations, things like that. And at the time when I I don't know what part of the book I put that poem in. I didn't write it until college. Mm. Um but, I mean, I, it is kind of focused on, like, being a woman and being able to not prove that you were strong, but just be strong. And, like, other people just don't misinterpret it as being weak. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not trying to direct anybody in any way of thinking. Yeah. But just kind of like laying a thought out there. Um, but... Yeah, I never like I don't know my words to my quotes like verbatim. So no, like that's I, I don't expect you to. But just like when I'm reading off. them, I could just be like, hey, like this, like the one thing I really really like about especially like that uh, poem itself 
is that I can read it and then immediately know, like, like be flashback to the moment that I wrote it and then be flashback to the moment that caused the moment, why I wrote it. Mm. And then, but there's always, like, something more that I'm discovering in the poems, which I think is exciting. Like, subconsciously, like, this isn't just for me. Like, subconsciously, humans are, like, so genius. Like, our intuition is crazy. Not to get, like, super deep and spiritual, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> our intuition is insane when we, like, actually calm down and breathe and, like, let ourselves think out loud. Or not out loud. Like, write it down. Whatever you do. Make music. Do your thing. But, like, it's crazy how much we already know about how life functions and how we want to function. But, like, there's this, this big framework. Like, for that poem, there's, like, it's directed towards women, of course. So, like, mm. there's this big expectation for women, but it goes for every human. And we just kind of, like, dispose of our natural selves for carrying the water for somebody else when we should be, like, carrying the water for ourselves and, like, getting it to the top of the mountain and, like, watering our own garden. Analogies. Yeah. Analogy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, Full and circle. Even, <laughs> even talking about, like, how that was, like, one of the first statements that we learned in Latin. It, and then everything else sort of builds off of that one thing. At the end, like you translated it into, or don't underestimate, uh, don't underestimate a woman yeah, or something, yeah, like something like that. But it was, <clears throat> what I got from it was it was something, it's such a simple statement, but so much is built off of that. And I don't know, I just thought that was cool. But then at the end of the day, you relate it back to such a simple statement. And I don't yeah. know, it doesn't take, it was insightful without being like super complicated. You know what I mean? It was yeah. pretty easy for me personally to like see you wrap it back together. I think that was cool. That was a high hope because I was very nervous about like being too over exaggerated and mm. complex. Like, I want everyone to be able to read at least one poem and be like, okay, that I can learn something there or I can learn something for myself from that. Um, I was very nervous that I was going to get too overcomplicated and get like really deep where to the point where it actually didn't make any sense. Yeah, it, all, <laughs> it ends up being like too clever for its own yeah, good. Yeah, like, like even for me. Like yeah. I was, I, I would hate myself if that's what the final product was. But I'm pretty happy with it. So. I had one more, one yeah. more poem yeah. I wanted to mention. This one's near the end, I think. Wayne's of Mortality Remembrance. Ah. And that one, it sort of started off. I don't. This, this, it wasn't the start that really captivated me it was the the next section of it where you're talking about being around the table seeing faces so oh. it made you think you were around people and okay, you couldn't yeah. help but smile and it was like a warm feeling and i thought i really liked that part because i sort of relate to that too especially if i'm going through a tough time in my life one thing that will always make me feel better is being around other people who are happy you know yeah exactly i relate to that but yeah and i feel cool. like it was a lot about like for just personally for me when I get down, like, I kind of reject people, like, immediately. Not because I want to, but I'm just like, don't talk to me, don't look at me. I don't want you to see this part of me. And then, like, that line in particular is just, like, these people have been sitting at this table the whole time, like, waiting for me to reignite, like, come mm -hmm. to life. And then you just look at them, and you, like, almost want to cry. Because you're like, y'all been waiting on me? <laughs> cool. Like, I'm back. That's what, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Bars. Do you see yourself writing anything more long form, or do you just want to keep? I mean, I guess obviously you don't know the plan. But, yeah, yeah. Um, is that you. something you've ever really like messed with writing anything like longer, whether it be like a short story or 
did like a more of a biography or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, well, that book was supposed to be like three times as long. Okay. Um, but then I was getting really frustrated with like the flow mm-hmm. of all of the poems, and then like we were talking about before, like poems being over complex. Like there were some poems where I was manic, and I was writing them, and I read back over them, and I was like. This makes no sense. But I had already like put it in the line not to be in the book. Right. So like reading over it, I was like, do I release something small and meaningful or like release everything with no structure and then do it like that? Um, so I think I just need to become a better writer and like be able to concentrate more in order to write something big. Like I want that's the goal right. is to write something like much longer and yeah. like much more cohesive. Um, but I'm just not there. That's all right, though. I yeah, mean, it's, I mean it's, it's pretty damn good for your first thanks. piece of writing that you're putting <laughs> out there for people to look it's at. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank consume. you. So shout out to you for that. And it's also, I can imagine it's probably incredibly hard to kind of find like some sort of path from just a collection of all your works. Yeah. Being cohesive. It really is. Like at least with, I felt like there was a semi theme between right. all of them. Like I kind of use a repeating phrase. Like, everything is everything through a lot of them. Um, I just got lucky that, like, those poems had that in that already. And I was like, okay, well, I guess these are the ones that are meant to be together. Right. But outside of that, there was everything. All my other poems were just too, like, too far out from each other. Or, like, slightly too far out from each other. Right. Yeah. Do you think um, after putting after putting that this collection out there, do you think it's... Obviously, this is something you still do because you said there there are poems in there that are from March. Yeah, this like this. So is this? Do you think? Do you see yourself um, continuing this kind of or this outlet for your feelings and stuff? And do you think that if you do continue it, will it be? Will you be approaching it differently because you've seen how it looks once you put it out there? You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm gonna keep writing for sure Mm because that's just like a part of me like even if I never put it out um I do want to do it differently like with like I was saying before I don't know if I said this when the mic was on but like a lot of things are really like visual for me like imagery is really nice so like I honestly want my poems to be more like short films at some point in my life Mm -hmm. like nothing like major production crazy like Mm -hmm. I think like people just have more brain capacity like attention capacity and stuff for watching things rather than reading them or like listening to them for sure um so i just want to do i want to be able to like expand my creative abilities and like get the messages out for my poems in different ways and just do like like short little like maybe animated or like i don't know like i want them to be slightly quirky and and weird like Mr. Meaty. Like okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Mr. Meaty. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I've seen I like I like weird. So that'll that'll be it. They're like these puppets. Oh, ah, okay. And they're really weird looking. Um Yeah, it's definitely some it. nightfar- nightmare fuel from yeah. back in the day. <laughs> but it'll be a message in there. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep. So are you are you taking um are you taking criticism? Are you taking criticism lightly or is this just something you just wanted to put out there and if you choose to do it again, are you going to use the input that you got from people who read your book? Yeah. 
All right. That's so, sort, of, sort of what I meant by would you approach it differently based on oh, feedback you've okay. gotten so far. Yeah. So I made a note, mental note to myself before I put it out that this was always written for me. And now I'm just putting it out because I realize that I'm not the only person that thinks this way. Um, I have been getting criticism. And like that's just been kind of hard. And I knew it was going to come. So I guess that's this is just like a life challenge to teach me to be like more understanding of people. Um, I don't know if I'll approach it differently after this one because I just want to like do what I want to do creatively and go from there. And like I feel like this random side note, but I feel like this entire experience has taught me to be like less reactive to stuff I don't like. Mm. Like, Like on Instagram, for example, like an artist will post a song and a music video and there'll be tons of people in the comments like this is dog shit. And, like, this is the most horrible thing I've ever heard, blah, blah, blah. And then you get the people that are polar opposite. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, normally, like, before this, I would just immediately get pissed and, like, pick a side. But now I'm just, like, it wasn't made for you. Mm. Like, nothing's really made for anybody else anyway. But, like, if I don't like a song now, I'm not just, like, this is why it sucks. This is why this person should never make music again. This, 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 this. I'm more, like... Um, all right, I don't like this technical thing, but, like, I just won't listen to them again, maybe, or, like, I'll try them again in a year on the next album or something like that. Um, so I'm learning a lot of patience, <laughs> but I, like, the next thing I do, I don't think I'll approach it too differently, because if I release anything else, it's going to be, like, another reflection of a section of my life. Um, I might do stuff a little differently, like, to promote differently, right. just mm. to, like, if I want to start to make, like, real income off of a, t- a career like that. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's just, like, if someone sees it and enjoys it, that's bars. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> like, that's It's yeah. like a creative outlet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's scary putting it out there, but at the same time, I, I would feel like I'm beating myself up constantly if I never knew what came of not putting it out there. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I said that right, but you get it. Yeah. yeah. It's a it. scary leap to make for sure, sharing yeah. something. Yeah. Um, a lot of things that are super, super personal for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, y'all are doing, y'all are doing this. Yeah. Like, a podcast. I mean, I almost pee my pants coming on here. <laughs> 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 like, I was, the whole day, like, even at work, I would get, like, waves of being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have to night. talk today. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, they know what they're doing. So... Yeah, I was sort of I was sort of thinking the same thing because I I feel like I had that feeling when we started. Um, it was something that we had been wanting to do for a while, and I was sort of nervous because I didn't really know how people would take it. But at the end of the day, we've talked about it before. It's just something we wanted to do, and we're just going to continue to do it because we want to. And we don't really we're not trying to we're not really catering to an audience. We love everybody who tunes in, yeah. But we don't want to do anything that's going to take the uh, the organicness out of it. Yeah, I think that's super important for anything you create is um, the number one person it's for is you. Yeah. People latching on and getting things out of it is also sort of the point because it's like great to share that. But if you start making things for other people, you I feel like you can almost instantly like lose the authenticity. True. Yeah. Got to stay honest. Plus, we're able I mean, the different one big difference between putting a piece of literature out versus this is. While we might not be the best at it, we're still able to articulate ourselves. Where once you put something on paper and it's out, you really can't uh, take it back. 
You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, you yeah. can in the yeah. sense, but <laughs> if yeah. I say if I say something on here, I'd be like, eh, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like this, you know? Or the yeah, or if when you listen back the next week, you can be like, oh, hey, I'm an idiot. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, there was definitely a period with, like, the poems right before I was going to. So I was going to publish it earlier in March, but I got scared because there were some specific words I used that I didn't think were, like, would cause ripples. But I just, like, know how society is. So mm, I was just like, tough. and it fit well in the poem. But then I was just like, I have to take it out if I'm going to release it. Because even though I was well-intentioned when I wrote it, all it takes is one person to be like, yo, how could you say that? And then that's it. Yeah. Like, your name is tainted. No matter how good of a person you are. Like, yeah. Kendrick said it when shit hits the fan are you still a fan and yeah. people don't <laughs> always stay fans yeah scary yeah, y'all look like you know what I'm talking it's about it's been tough <laughs> it's been tough on this side for me but um yeah. yeah I get that and it's sort of I sort yeah. of wanted to touch back on what you were saying about like people having polar feelings about a song or a piece of art or something mm-hmm. how it can make somebody it can change somebody's life for the positive but it, it can also like bring out so much hate in somebody else it's, it's just crazy to me so for me i'm just i i try to approach it in the sense like sort of how you said if i don't like it that's just not for me you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it doesn't necessarily mean that i won't check anything out again but that specific project this wasn't for me yeah. keep it pushing doesn't mean other people can't like it or doesn't mean other people aren't allowed to think it's one of the greatest things ever put out you yeah. know like don't go out of your way to like tell someone else never like listen to something because you're just like i hated it so you're gonna like absolutely hate it and you're like you don't know that yeah and it it sucks because it can deprive people of um experiencing something that they might love because yeah they Mm. just like look at this and they're like oh well everybody fucking hates this so i guess i should just pass up which isn't a good way to think about things or look at things but the reality is there's a lot of people that do and that just is a shame because it's like that could have been something that really resonated with you but you're almost afraid to let it connect with you because you're more thinking yeah. like, oh, that's well. how I am with Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> she honestly has some bars, but I always like subconsciously is like, I'm like, oh, it's Taylor Swift. It's not cool to, yeah. to fuck with Taylor Swift. But yeah. then I like, I heard a snippet of a song the other day. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> and then it was Taylor Swift. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I must repent because she knows what she's talking about. I mean, she's human. Like, I'm not here to like. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming out as a Swift show. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few posters. Um, just kidding, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's odd now to, not odd because we're human, but like, it is odd to just dog something completely and then try to shut off people from experiences, or just bullying people who like it. Yeah, because I, you yeah. don't like it. I think that's so weird. High school sucks. <laughs> I yeah, feel like sometimes. I used to be big on, like, if it was a big song, like, or, like, a big radio hit or something, like, I would just fucking hate it, because it's, like, right? oh, th- it's just, it was, it's too mainstream, but, like, if you look at it that way, it's, like, you're shutting yourself off from, like, real shit, you know, yeah. like, like some, yeah. like, some of it, if it, again, if it doesn't resonate with you, mm-hmm. like, and, I mean, I'll, I definitely want to work on that same thing, but I'm still going to call songs trash, but. Oh, yeah, like no, no, no. I'm not going to become a saint. <laughs> like, I, if I'm in a room with people I care about, like, you know, I'm just, I know it's cool. I'm going to be yeah, like, y'all, it's true. that fucking sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not going to, like, come out to everybody and be like, here's my big hateful opinion. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know. It might resonate with someone else. Yeah. 
You know, a lot of people had some hateful opinions about somebody this past weekend. <laughs> Are we talking about Frankie? Frank Ocean. So the, the first weekend. I, I, did, I did read something about this. This was Coachella's first weekend, and Frank was the big headliner on Sunday night, I think. Um, yeah, the, everybody was eating him up the next day. I get he showed up an hour late for his set, well, um, and there's a curfew, so it sort of shrinked his performance time. And I heard like he was like barely even performing. He was like sitting out of view of most people, and like you could only see him on the screens, mm-hmm. and like the whole uh. band was just like kind of sitting there playing. Was he talking though? Like, did he, did he? Like, I only saw snippets of him like talking for like two minutes, so I don't, I don't have the context for the whole. I heard, I just heard someone compare it to a, uh, it was like watching a Tiny Desk concert, mm. which is oh. cool, but I don't know if that's what you want when you think Coachella headliner. You think, yeah, big time. Like, production. it sucks if you went there just for Frankie Ocean, mm-hmm. and then you're, you don't get that. But I could definitely see being hurt by it, especially because oh, yeah. he hasn't performed in what, like years. six or seven years yeah. or something. He hasn't put out music mm-hmm. in years either. Um, no. I heard he hurt himself or something. There was more production planned, and he hurt his, hurt his ankle or something. Yeah, I heard oh. he got in a bike accident the day before or something, or a couple of days before, and he rolled his ankle. But initially, I heard there was supposed to be like an ice rink. Yeah, something crazy. And then there was he wanted to change it last minute, so they had to melt. They had to melt it and do this. Um, this whole little thing, but I'm having a moment now of realization where, and then Justin Bieber made a post about it yesterday and he was sort of like praising him, Frank saying that was amazing. What you did, it was like, you're such a great artist. I love you and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand why. And a lot of people didn't understand why, but now I'm having the moment. It's almost, I don't know. I think of like a super, like a, like growing up when I would think of a superstar, they might be labeled as like um, spoiled or when it comes to music, like a celebrity or something like that. Like mm-hmm. they want things to be perfect. Um, if something's not right, they want to change the last minute. And in this instance, and I don't know if there's any real credibility to the stories and stuff, but him wanting to change something last second almost could have been like a, uh, like it was, he had planned it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like what like if he plan had planned, planned to change it, planned to go out on stage and not really, give that much of a performance because he didn't maybe didn't feel like it or something i don't know i i feel like um he's got a lot of fans and he's a smart dude because he's gotten himself out of like some tricky label deals i know he's he did something with um like a live album called endless or something like that he put out and it was able to get him his last album on a record deal and then he mm-hmm. was able to put out blonde or something like that but um i feel like he's a smart dude and I don't think he would go out bad or go out sad without having a plan. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel like yeah. I feel like there was a vision there and he he might have executed it perfectly even though it looks like to everybody else that it was a disaster. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen it. Then I could have formed my a better opinion about yeah, it, but yeah. um I could definitely see myself being upset if I was waiting this whole time and probably spent like a good chunk of my life savings to go see Frank Ocean and he did a shortened set and he wasn't even he was just kind of sitting on a chair playing like it at such a big event you know what I mean like I don't know I could see myself being like pretty upset by that though it's like the biggest event too yeah and there it for a lot of people like he's like such a big artist a lot of his fans like are so diehard that mm-hmm. it's like, oh shit, this might be my only chance to see Frank <laughs> yeah, Ocean. Okay, I'm gonna pay, f- you know, three thousand dollars to yeah. go see him. Like, 
it just sucks, you know? <laughs> it's like I could... I'm not that big of a Frank Ocean guy personally, but mm. I could see myself resonating with an artist enough to want to do that and then mm-hmm. being upset if it didn't meet an expectation that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me think of um, when, shout out Calman, when he and I went to Chicago to see Ye, and mm-hmm. he didn't even really perform. He just played the album, and he yeah. was there, but he didn't really. Oh. But it was the same instance where I was like, I don't know if he's ever going to tour again. Yeah, you... Yeah, that's that's a good example, but it's a little different because like, I feel like that event was an album listening party more so than a show, and it was spur of the moment. It was like yeah. a week's notice. Whereas this was, I mean, people probably drained their bank accounts to go to. The, some people did for sure. Yeah. I mean, Coachella is no joke, you right? Know? And yeah, like I said, I didn't really see that much of it, so it's hard for me to form yeah. too much of an opinion, but. And that was another thing. It was supposed to be streamed, and then they took it off streaming last second. So a lot of people were upset about that, too. But um, Yeah, I mean, have you guys been to a music festival before? No. Would you go to one? Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like being far away from bathrooms or water. Mm. Okay, well, like, that's, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's... Like, that's like valid. I, yeah. I went to a... Like, I went to, It wasn't even a big show. Like, I went to a Black Midi concert once. And they do like progressive rock and stuff, and it, they I didn't know they mosh like and mosh <laughs> at those shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I got like stuck in the mosh pit, oh. and first of all, I had a like huge panic attack. But like my instant thought was like, "Where's the nearest bathroom? Like, right. where's where's the water when I'm about to pass out? Where's like all this stuff? So if I can't handle it in a small mm. venue, like I, no." Part of that, done. part of that though, is the unexpectedness. Like, there's nothing worse than an unexpected mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're in the middle of it. That it is a sucks. nightmare. That sucks. Yeah, but you don't know when you go to these festivals. What if like you don't know the artist that's coming out and they're mo- like yeah. they got mosh music yeah. and you're like at the front. And then I, boom. It's just hard because I mean, to get to the front for the headliners, like you have to be a fucking warrior. <laughs> like you got to be like fucking like when you see someone. I feel like you can look at someone and tell that they were at the oh, front for yeah. the headliner because it's like you look like you've been peeing in bottles for the last two days. Like, yeah. You know, like that's crazy shit, man. But I kind of want to go to one where like I don't really care that much about the headliners and I like a lot of the undercard bands so that I could like enjoy that. And then when shit starts getting crazy for the headline, I can kind of like hang uh, back. We'll still watch, but yeah, like yeah. hang back a little bit. Stay home. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not like Hang that. Yeah, not oh. like that. But I mean, like, you go get like you could because you know at that point like everything's gonna be mad chill. Like you could go get a beer, yeah. or you could have a burger, you could yeah. like, and then just get to like a decent spot. Um, but like that's a weird situation because then it's like, do I really want to pay festival prices? If right. I don't give a shit about the headliner, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird dance, but. I told myself the other day that next year I'm going to go to a big music festival and just try it. Do you 20, have one so 2024 you're going to Whatever go? has the best lineup. Line okay. Up. Cool, but cool. I want to do like one of the big ones like Bonnaroo or something. Whoa. Yeah, that'd be cool. Try my hand at being a fucking warrior. fire. <laughs> 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 I've waited in line all day before to get to a concert, but mm-hmm. that was a little different because, you know, <laughs> you like make friends with people and you're like, hey, I'm going to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Deal, so, yeah. Um, but, I just, I don't know. I want to see if I can do it. Be a, Plus the know. music festival, well, a big one like that, I feel like if you're on the headliner stage, unless you're in like the first 40 rows of people, 
you've got the same view as everybody behind you. Yeah, oh, so yeah. at that point, yeah, yeah it's like... But and you might be closer to a screen so you can see better or, yeah. or have speakers near so you can hear better and stuff, so... Yeah, I've been to, I've been to like one semi, not a really big one, but I went to a country music festival down in Myrtle. Shout out to the gang that went with me to that. That was pretty fun, but it was cool because it was the same thing. I knew a lot of the um, unpopular artists who were on the undercard, and they were earlier in the day, so there was less people there, and it was cool. We got got to be up close and yeah, that's get like, to know them that's a, a chill more. vibe. Yeah, and it was then, more personal. And then when it's the headliner, it's like if you're not peeing in bottles like drinking the water that they hand you that's like room temperature like yeah. you're not gonna get in the front row like yeah. you know it's just almost impossible do they give out waters at yeah. these shows they do yeah the security especially since astroworld they've been yeah that's a big thing so water you can okay, get access I can to bank yeah. On the water. yeah the water you can they definitely hand out okay so just i've even seen that at like smaller shows shows like, yeah. yeah they yeah since astroworld i think they've okay i know cool. yeah because i know even at the Jack Harlow show, the, the one we went to recently, well, artists in general, they're more, because of that, they saw that happen, they don't want it to happen to them, so they're really more proactive about making sure they can see in the crowd. They'll be like, hey, shine the light right there, they need help, and stuff ah. like that, which is pretty cool to see now. Um, but yeah, dude, water. Water is good. <laughs> you need Life. that. Water is good. Water is terrific. I saw this video today. This lady has a like a pet camel. She had a hose. The camel came over to the hose and just started drinking out of the hose. Like, yeah. No. Hose in the mouth, pause, <laughs> and was just drinking. And it got me thinking <laughs> how much water can a camel drink at one time? Or, like, how many? Because I, I know camels hold like a lot of water, but I didn't really. <laughs> it was just crazy to me. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research and I found that they can drink like. 20 gallons of water in two minutes. Damn. Do they actually store minutes. water in their humps? Is that like a magic? The water's not in their yeah. humps. Don't uh, look at me. He's the camel guy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I found yeah. that in my research today. The humps, I, I can't remember what they actually have in them, but the, it's not water. Um, but, but yeah, they can drink up to 20 gallons of water in two minutes, which is That's nuts. nuts. Because hey. there was a time period wow. where I was, I was throwing a gallon of water down like one gallon a day. Yeah. For a while. 20 in 2 minutes is nuts. <laughs> 20 gallons in 2 minutes you would die if you right. tried to do yeah, that. No. I mean you wouldn't be physically able but you would yeah. definitely die if you could. It's definitely just amazing how they re- how long they can retain water for too, which I, I think is pretty cool. But to drink 20 you got to be empty. 20 gallons of water. That's like a that's faster than a truck. You can't fill a truck or a car up faster than that. Yeah. 2 minutes. Yeah. Not having it. I gotta time it at the pump next time. Got to see what happens. I feel like eight gallons takes like specifically eight gallons takes like a minute and a half. Yeah, twenty gallons. That's interesting. That's Thank the video you for sharing. Crazy. That. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fun animal fact. That's like throwback. Yeah. Wow. Um, Camels. Okay, I have another book question. It's less about the content of it and more. This is just for my curiosity, like. What's it like publishing like through did you go through Amazon for that? Yeah. So like yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went through another publishing platform and I like went through the whole process of like editing the book through their program. Mm-hmm. And then I posted it and I didn't realize that people couldn't buy the book oh. through that platform. It's just like for mass distribution. Like mm-hmm. so if like a library wants it or a bookstore wants it, 
then people they can buy it, but like not individuals. So I was like, I just wasted so much time oh, editing yeah. the book through this. That's tough. Um, but yeah, so I did it through Amazon, which they don't like have a program that you right. can edit the book through. So you have to like go into Word and like perfectly edit the book for it to be printed into like wow. on paper. Yeah. Um. So I was really nervous about that at first because I um. I had done it, and I wanted the book released so bad that I was just like, okay, it's on, it's on Amazon, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it if you want. But, like, all I could see was the digital version of it, which looked good. Right. But, but I, like, at the po- at that point, I didn't know, like, what, what Kindle, like, not Kindle, what Amazon's, like, print stuff looked like. Right. So I could have easily just, like, <laughs> just screwed everybody ooh. over. Yeah. I was so, I was, like, sweating. I believe it. That's a but scary yeah. moment. Yeah. Luckily, my dad had like one day shipping on the book, and he got it like first. Okay, so yeah. he was able to be like, "Oh no, it's you're good. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. You can stop crying." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was hard though. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have to, if they don't have like real software to edit it, I yeah. can imagine that's probably yeah. Like if you're good with Word, you're fine. Yeah, but like but I just was, everything was just learning it for the first time. So. Yeah. Sucked. Should I start scatting? Oh, yeah, that, that would be a first. Zip up, zip up, do dap, da dee dap, zip up, zip up. Love that. Top 10 moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I got a question. Okay. Music related question, book related <laughs> question. What, so looking back at, at your book now, um, is, there, is there an album or a collection or an artist or? A collection of albums that you think um i don't know if you could if you could pick an artist or a collection of albums or an album that sort of would resemble the book in any way to you yeah what do, do you have any on your mind yeah like it's kind of directly influenced by like three main albums to be honest let's go like not like direct words or anything yeah. but just like ideas and concepts um like kendrick's newest album was definitely a big one like I felt that yeah like yeah, kind I felt of like that. stuff that goes on in families and like expectations and things like that for sure um I don't know if you guys are bright eyes fans I don't know if you've heard of them but like they bright eyes bright eyes no, yeah they have this album called like it's an early 2000s album and it's called uh I'm wide awake it's morning um and I think the main artist is bipolar so, like, he has a lot of, like, really, like, really insane imagery that, like, shows his manic phases and his depressive phases. Mm-hmm. Like, he has this one line where he was, like, I was a camera, I was, like, a postcard, all these things until I went blind. And I'm, like, bars. Because he's just, like, associating with, like, his physical existence with, like, what a- what he's actually going through mentally. And I feel like we all naturally kind of do that. But I just like wanted to be able to put that into words. Um, and then the last album is like Jeff Buckley. He died in like the nineties. Uh his album Grace, I think it's his only release. But he uh he just w- he like had insane imagery and like was a super hopeless romantic. And I don't think I have any poems in there that are really like romantic. Right. Um but I think it speaks to like 
I tried to kind of reflect his his ability to to like see love in the world in like an achy way, if that makes mm. sense. Like looking at the world and how beautiful it is and how torturous that is at the exact same time. Um, yeah, his life was like poetic justice, which is sad. <laughs> like he, there's like this whole thing. Like in his li- his only album he released, he talks about like kind of like getting sucked under and drowning constantly, and then he drowned mm. after that. Whoa! Yeah, the power of the tongue is a real thing. Isn't that that's crazy? crazy? Yeah, it's a real thing. I yeah. think that's cool though, because I remember. Well, it's not cool, but you bringing up that album, I, I remember back. Early on in the pod, we had asked a question on our yeah. Instagram story, an album with no skips. And I think I think you, it's, or somebody had submitted that album. I'm pretty sure it was you. Oh, cool. Yeah. But that yeah. was the first time I'd heard of Jeff Buckley. And yeah, that definitely you're, that definitely happened. I definitely, definitely recall that, too. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Full circle. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. He's a cool guy. Was a cool guy. R.I.P. That was a good answer. He was a good question, yeah. good answer, good, good yeah. podcast. We know guys. what we're doing. That was Every, good. Everyone's got <laughs> it going good. on. Someone, yeah, someone had to say it. That was good. <laughs> yeah, cool. Wow. Well, now that we're on the topic, do you guys have? I don't know if we already talked about this before, but like top three albums. Mm. Why two? Sure. Or one, just one. Like you know, I don't want to overwhelm anybody. Do you have any off, off top? No. My, I'll I'll give like personal favorites. Okay, cool. Um, and um. It's gonna be pretty basic. Life of Pablo is a personal favorite of mine. That's the first album that really Gosh. got got me into Yay. Um, mm. Donda is a personal favorite because that was a f- that album was the first time that I actually got to like see him, quote unquote, perform it in a way. And it's uh-huh. just that time period was the rollout was insane. The rollout was it was one of the coolest rollouts I'd ever seen. Um, and I feel like he sort of he was running headlines for a long ass time during that rollout and even after that rollout. And the feud with Drake with the albums going one week after another. Because they were sort of feuding at the time. And I don't know. Those are two of the biggest spectacles in rap, including Kendrick Lamar. But um, yeah. at yeah. the time, it was those two. So those two albums come to mind. And then, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. What about you, CJ? One that always comes to mind is um, it's a, a Moody Blues album. Do you know that band? Super, super cool, super psychedelic band, but um, they have a um, one of their albums is called Days of Future Past, and um, it's essentially just like the whole album is just like takes you through a day, right? So like it starts with like the morning, and then the afternoon, the evening, and then nighttime. But I remember like, and this probably would still happen now, but like anytime. Me and my old man would used to go on like these uh, long camping trips and stuff, and we would leave at like six o'clock in the morning, and he would always play that first, the whole album all the way through. So you'd like get to listen to the day going through as like the day is actually starting, which is kind of dope. But wow. I recommend that album to anyone. What? Um, what was it called? It's called, called Days of Future Past. Um, it's Moody Blues, but all the Moody Blues music is cool as fuck. Um, but yeah, some of the sometimes it can get pretty. Heavily psychedelic. I, they have a song called Timothy Leary, which is the guy who invented LSD. Oh. It's just a song like about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tribute song. Cool. To my Love man. It. It's really cool. Um, and then yeah, I mean, more recent like 
I love I I could pick any Beach House album as like from the last couple of years. I feel like that's been like but definitely like my comfort music when like you have those days when it's like everything is going wrong, you know, it's like yeah. a nice escape. Um and I'm happy to own I own three on vinyl, so Ooh. I'll definitely hopefully be one of those people that has the whole discography. But Depression Cherry, great album. Seven, great album. Um those are the ones that come to mind mainly, you know. Uh, I've always loved that first MGMT album with like mm. Electric Feel and Kids. And yeah. Is that the one with like the two? Yeah. Them on mm-hmm. the I don't know if it's them, but like yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, but yeah, I love that. I've always loved that album. I really know why. But I'm gonna add Swimming to mine. Oh, swimming wow! Is a great album. I love that oh album. Oh my gosh! That's a ten. That's a great album. That's it is a ten. Rip. Rip. Marshall Bigfoot. <laughs> Man, I just saw like child pictures of him recently. Like I've seen those little clips he's mm-hmm. like videos he's had before where it was like little footage of him as a kid. Mm-hmm. But like just saw pictures of him like just like his high school like his maybe middle school, high school picture and stuff like, like that. Like a yearbook picture? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like like I didn't know the guy. Yeah. But he's like you know. Like yeah. we were talking about this dude when we were like in elementary school, grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you almost grew up with him, like in a way, right? Yeah. And like you see him go from like this kind of like silly, like not s- completely slim shady, but like this silly rapper to like swimming, where he's so deep and introspective, and he's like reaching forms of enlightenment, mm-hmm. and then he's gone, and then you're like, that he was making magic, <laughs> like that's actual magic right there. Yeah, one thing, one thing I love, I love about Mac is. His discography is his life. Like every single project he put out was a chapter of his life. And I sort of, I see, um, and I'm not comparing these two because I think one is a lot better than the other. But even with like Chance the Rapper, his, he had his, his high school mixtape and then he had like his more psychedelic mixtape, which a lot of people, it's, it's a revered mixtape. And then he had Coloring Book, which is like, like he's grown he's sort of grown up now more so than he was and then he had the big day which is like getting married and yeah and that's one thing i love the concept of the album and i just think it's i just think it's ironic that a lot of people shit on it because it's like <laughs> like the it's, most recent or yeah, i don't know if it's yeah. the most recent and i and it's not it wasn't it's definitely not one of his best projects, but it's just him in the same way where like his projects, you can sort of see the resemblance of his life. Whereas I feel like a lot of artists I know of today, I feel like they're, I'm, I'm not getting that from them. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. It is funny how people like just shit on the big day. It's like, Maybe he doesn't want to just sit around and do acid all the time <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, maybe he actually wants to like be a member of society. Yeah. yeah. It's not raw, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I would never. Acid just scares me. I, f- I just know I'd be manic immediately. Today's acid day. Like how like w- how 420 is weed day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's 420 tomorrow, right? Yeah. 419 is acid, acid day. Oh, God. I did, I, so I like stumbled upon... Acid? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're on acid right now. acid I'm today. on acid right now. <laughs> right now. Um, I knew it. I stumbled upon like a bunch of posts with like some cool like psychedelic art and shit because i like that kind of shit so i follow mm-hmm. like things that post that everything's like bicycle day bicycle day bicycle day so i looked that up and on 
like this today was the first like documented time that someone took acid and like he like wrote about it and he was like I have no idea like what's going on like oh I ate goodness. this thing and like I'm like fucked up mm. and he rode his bicycle home so they call it bicycle day huh. little fun fact that's a really fun fact I wanted Whoa. to say that but I didn't want to just like jump out it because then it's like wow this dude like loves acid loves so we were talking about he it actually so. is on acid <laughs> dude's off the sure. this dude loves acid wow we got we got some nice fun facts for you from today's episode. Yeah. Right on. Now we're all thinking about acid. <laughs> now we're all on acid. Yeah, we all. Oh, you didn't drink. The, you didn't the drink middle. the wine, did you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was just my nerves. You guys got anything anything else you want to talk about? The floor is yours. I'm good. Yeah. You good? I think I'm good. We can call it. It's about, we're about 75 minutes, so do the outro. Yeah. Fire. Thank, thank you, you, everybody, for tuning oh! in. Oh! Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Take it away, CJ. We love you guys so much. Thank you guys for the continued love and support. Um, Sydney, thanks for coming. Thanks, This was y'all. sick. Go buy, go buy the book. Yeah, go buy the book. We'll Can't be in cracks. It's on Amazon. Check it out. You can check out her Instagram too. We're gonna tag that in our uh, podcast link and on our Instagram. So yeah, thanks for coming on. Anything you want to say to the people? The people, do your own thing. Do your own thing. Like these guys in front of me, y'all are doing your own thing. I appreciate you. We appreciate we you. We appreciate yeah. you. And thanks for like. Making me less nervous. Because yeah. <laughs> I literally spent my whole day stressed. How was it? Was it good? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just, like, at the beginning, obviously, like, nerve-wracking. But, like, once we're all talking and just, like, ping-ponging, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a conversation. So. Yeah. It's a little weird putting all the shit on to talk. But after, <laughs> yeah, after that, it's that, like, that, all right, I think Like, I'm it's good. the anticip- anticipation of everything. Yeah. It was rough. Shout out to everybody. Uh, be sure to check out Good Radio this week, Sydney. She has five songs on her playlist this week. So go check that out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Deuces. Peace.